there's no is there is there a single avalanche? There is one, yeah. but it's very anticlimactic. Yeah, I had an avalanche, but it, yeah, because it like you, it, it happens, boring. and then like, but you automatically are fine. Is it the wordage even is like miraculously you're fine? Yeah. And the so avalanche is the snow version of quicksand. You have to have a big <laughs> yeah. you know, scene to go with it. But I know you have to be buried alive. Avalanches are the right. quicksand of snow. Yeah, it's a quicksand <laughs> is what Betsy, <laughs> a direct Betsy Bird quote. That's the uh, <laughs> taken away from this entire podcast. <laughs> Beware and warning and welcome everybody to Choose Your Own Book Club. This is a podcast all about the Choose Your Own Adventure book. So my name is Peter. I'm a librarian. Mm-hmm. My name is Abby. I'm also a librarian. And so today we're not only talking about a very special book, but knock, knock. Who's that at our Who's that at, at who's the front that door of our podcast? Let me it's open me, it's it me. open. <laughs> Creak. Door sound effect. Pigeons. Ooh. I'm just kidding. The high tech podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have a very special guest. She is a blogger. She's a podcaster. She's an author. She is a library celebrity, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. I-, I think you're a library celebrity. You're yeah, giving me a face. There's but. so few library celebrities. There's Nancy Pearl. She got, she got a, uh, an action figure. I have not reached action figure levels yet of library. Sure. Well, I mean, like, shoot for the stars. <laughs> oh, no, no. Even no she, she's so far. So, yeah. <laughs> I crawl my way up there. <laughs> yeah. So we have Betsy Bird on our podcast. Yay. Yay, Betsy Bird. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on to our very stupid show. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> A huge honor for us. Welcome, and we're sorry that <laughs> we're sorry ahead of time. <laughs> this is this is so what I would prefer to do with my time. So good. So Betsy, what is your experience or relationship with these books? Did you read them as a kid? Oh sure. I mean, this that was the heyday when I was a kid. It was the heyday of. Oh, I think we're supposed to say pick your path books because choose your own adventure is a copyright term so we're not supposed to use that but <laughs> well, we do anyway it's fine <laughs> we haven't well, been sued it, yet it wasn't so. just it wasn't just choose your own adventure i mean i did read a ton of these mm-hmm. remember there were like other brands that were out there uh, there was mm-hmm. a time traveling brand oh. where you had to like i remember one where you had to like help harriet tubman free her husband that was a whole thing oh. um and then there was one where you went back back to roman times um so there was, and I, there, were, there were more than one, the Zork books, my husband still has those. There was a, because remember the Zork video games, they right. actually make mm-hmm. Pick Your Path books okay. uh, that were Zork, uh, which were very similar in size to this and maybe even font. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so there, there was also those. So yeah, and I read, so I read those, but m- m- my, my heart, my heart belonged to, uh, you know, Choose Your Own Adventure which nice. was the brand. I mean, that was the ones you got and you just read as many as you could. You mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have to own them. You just read a whole bunch of them. So right. you just got them from somebody like, yeah, yeah, we did that. We had a lot of trading going along. Yes. And my friends were kind of weird. So we had like a, a whole trading system based around um, Trixie Belden books. I don't know if you know mm. Trixie Belden. Yeah. She was like a, knock off uh, Nancy Drew, but she was so much cooler than Nancy Drew. Right. Um, so we traded Trixie Belden books and uh, and Choose Your Own Adventure books and, uh, and a couple other things. Nice. So which Choose Your Own Adventures do you remember vividly? Oh, I'm trying to remember if actually if I read the one that we'll be discussing today, back okay. in the day, and I think I would have remembered this one. <laughs> this one's memorable. It sure is. Sure as heck is. Um, I I remember there was a haunted house one. Um, I liked yes, that was Mister Chibi like, Rock. Yeah, I one. liked anything that had to do with like the spooky, scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the one that mostly sticks with me. So, do you know anything about the history of Choose You an Adventure uh, books, Betsy? Boy, I think. What was it? It was like five or six years ago. There was a bunch of articles out about 
their origin. Yes. I don't remember very well. No, what their origin is. So there was two main authors. There was Montgomery and there was Packard. And so we definitely favor one author <laughs> over the other. Um, so I, I only And it's we, not this one. We didn't even. <laughs> well, thank you for spelling that out. But we didn't even say what the, the book is. The, so we're reading The Abominable Snowman, which is the 13th book overall, but it's the first book with the re release. So uh, back in the early 90s, Bantam Books, they, they dropped the series. And then Montgomery picked up the copyright and he only re released his own books. Oh. Well played there, sir. So yes. So I don't know if there was a falling out between him and Packard. It's never really specifically said. No. Um, but he only re-released his own books because he only had the copyright to his own books, it would seem. And so Packard has tried to re-release a couple of his books, um, seemingly unsuccessfully, because he doesn't have ownership of the Choose Your Adventure brand. He just Packard only has ownership of his own books. Right, right. And Montgomery only has has his books plus the the branding. Huh. So, so this is the first book out of the re-releases, and this is a I feel this is a weird one to start with. I feel like kids really like cryptids, though, so it makes true. sense yeah. that you mm -hmm. would go with like this as like the hey guys, I'm gonna try to grab this audience. Here's a yeti. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's a hairy guy. Hairy guy. <laughs> Here's a hairy guy. <laughs> Want to go up in the mountains and look for hairy men? Woohoo! There's a lot of yetis in this, but there's not a whole lot of like adventure in this. I'm just curious because wait, Betsy, did you read the original one or the re-release one? Oh, that's what I was checking just now. No, I have read the 2006 uh, version where it has a little ad in the back for going to now in eBooks. Twenty titles available for your favorite e-reader. And then oh, it has like, have that. Oh yeah, and it's got like a little like, like fascinating kind of like red string on the wall grid of uh, oh, you know, like that. a conspiracy board of like. <laughs> I don't even know how an ebook of this would work. So, yeah. Oh my gosh! But I think that's that's partially why these books don't translate the best into like a modern medium because they're just so hard to do in like an ebook form. Right. Because yeah. you're not going to want to scroll like to the page. How am I supposed to stick my fingers in the pages to get that <laughs> choice? If it's exactly. not it make any sense. That's just, yeah. Also, do you guys in the back have this thing that says in this book, Secret Lands Visited, three, Cat-like <laughs> Aliens, four, Dancing Yeti, five, Mountain Peaks, six. <laughs> No. I had that. I had oh, it for one of my other releases. Also, it. and I'm no. you, surely you had this. I just have page after page of blank book, like pages that just says "Adventurers Log." No, they're just, they're just so you can take endless notes. pages. They're just trying to fill space. <laughs> I'm like, was I supposed to be taking notes? I guess so. Well, there is a test at the end of this podcast. Jeez. No, I'm reading the original one with. Uh, illustrations by Paul Granger. And so sometimes we've found, Betsy, that um, from the original publication to the re-release ones, the storylines can be just drastically different, or they can be pretty much the same. They're so. usually the same, except for <laughs> Mystery of the Maya, we found out. Yeah. Oh, I bet that drastically different. Yeah, and sometimes they will, like, take out some, like, um, oh, what was the one that we read where... They'll take out some offensive language, but not other yeah. aspects. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm curious to see if um, my old school copy here will, um, will be... Uh... I must have made changes, particularly when dealing <laughs> with people living in the Himalayas. Yeah, we'll right. have to see. Because um, yeah. there were some things that happened that I was like, oh, ooh, I don't know if, I don't know if that's child appropriate huh. thing. Well, then let's <laughs> get right into it. With, sure. um, our first segment is Choose Your Own Summary. So, Abby, you are going to Ooh. summarize this book okay. in 60 seconds or less, but mm -hmm. you're going to choose how you want to summarize it. Okay. So, option one is you have to do mountain climbers, the exercise. Do you know what I'm talking oh about? Oh, my God, yes. For a no, minute. I don't want to do that. That's terrible. Well, okay. What a horrible <laughs> suggestion. Exercise? Oh, my gosh. Who am I? Arnold Schwarzenegger? 
That's terrible. <laughs> all librarians are jacked I'm all not, the time. No. <laughs> no, that is true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Otherwise, option two is, do you remember back in the day there were the Ricola yes. commercials? Ricola. So you're going to have to describe the book. Only using the Ricola phrase. So you would do, in this book, you're a guy. Definitely like that. That will not get old anytime soon. Oh, my gosh. So you have two options, Abby. Oh, I hate Wide open. both of these <laughs> options. I'll do the voice on the mountaintop. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So, six seconds starts. Now go. I learned how to mount a climb <laughs> in a school. This is going so well. There was, I guess I was a child, but I don't really understand it. I had a friend named Carlos. Carlos got lost in Nepal. <laughs> Sorry. I'm taking my headphones. It was too. It was way too loud. Doing well so far. <laughs> I guess I have to go and try to find Carlos, but also Yetis. Um, how much more time do I have? Because that's kind of it. So well, I have to find Carlos. That's fine. It was 38 <laughs> seconds. I couldn't take any more of it. Yeah. No. Oh, it was. It was. My ears are bleeding, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get into this book. So. This was, it felt very typical Montgomery prose, where it was very, again, very short yeah. sentence structure, and basically like five, seven words a sentence, very simple sentences until it, he has like one round sentence, and then it's, it's back to simple sentences. So you're a mountain climber, and three years ago, you spent the summer at a climbing school in the mountains of Colorado. Have you ever gone to climbing school, Betsy? I have not. Oh, my yeah. husband does the rock climbing thing, but no. Nah. Okay. Hmm. Did he go to climbing school? I don't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> do you make like? Did he major in climbing? No. With a, <laughs> with a minor in mountaineering. mountaineering. <laughs> Goat. Exactly. Mountain goats. Or I was gonna say economics. Oh, business. <laughs> business. It's always good to have business as a mm -hmm. fallback thing. I think. So you're in a climbing school in Colorado. Your instructors said that you have natural skills as a climber. So you make rapid progress and by the end of the summer, you are leading difficult rock and ice climbs. Um, so yeah, that summer you meet a boy named Carlos. So this book doesn't specifically say that you are a kid. It doesn't. But you befriend a kid. So I mean, I, you kind of look like a kid. Well, in, in your, you have the old school illustrations. Yeah. So you have, yeah, you definitely look like a kid in, in your illustrations. I'm wearing short pants, you know? So <laughs> it looks like galoshes too, like 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 wellies. Yeah, for sure. I um, mean, do you see yourself in the new illustrations? Do you see Carlos? I, no, in, in the new illustrations you don't. In the new illustrations, you, you very rarely see yourself. Yeah. Uh, because they try to keep it more ambiguous. And usually it's from the back if you do see yourself. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Or there was there was a space one where you see yourself, but obviously you have like a big like space helmet on. So <laughs> right. they try to keep it more ambiguous for a wider audience, as right. opposed to the 80s where the text is ambiguous, but the pictures often aren't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you're you're a kid, most likely. Probably. Uh, you're a mountain expert a and your friend, uh, Carlos. I'm a child who leads difficult rock and ice climbs. Mm -hmm. It's good to have a job. <laughs> it is, you know, child labor, Really, an overlooked workforce. So, I mean, honestly, they didn't think about this particular job, now, did they? So, I <laughs> no. Kids are small; they can fit into really tight spaces. <laughs> Send them into the crevasse. One word: crevices. Little <laughs> 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 tiny fingers, grab right in there. Right, and they're slippery. Have you ever tried to pick up a kid who doesn't want to be picked up? Right. There is just no way. Whoa. <laughs> They're gonna wiggle out of your pants. Slide right out of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <A> noodle. <laughs> and so that's good for climbing? Yes. Especially yeah. if you have to like try to wiggle through a glacier something. I mean, yeah. That's how glaciers okay. work. <laughs> 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 that's your good noise. I love it. Yeah. 
so one night on an expedition, you meet another mountain climber named Franz. Yes, you and do. so Franz is is one he, of the Ricola guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so he uh, tells you about the the Yeti. Mm -hmm. So the the Yeti are a huge beast, perhaps a cross between a gorilla and a human. Uh, people cannot agree what it is. So Carlos asks, "Is the Yeti dangerous?" And Francis shrugs. He says, "Some say it is. Other people say the Yeti are very gentle, and no one's seen one ever." So Franz, from there on in, just leaves the book. You never see him again. Uh, but then from there, you and Carlos are determined to find a Yeti. So even though you're expert mountaineers and have a job, yeah, you're just going to... It's called having a hobby, Peter. <laughs> Let people do more than one thing. They contain multitudes. <laughs> Side hustle. Yeah. Side hustle. Okay. <laughs> They're children. They can... Multiple yeah, interests. <laughs> At least in, in my book, Carlos goes ahead mm -hmm. to to try and like stake out the to try and get a little bit of information, maybe start like a base camp. And then from there, you either have to uh, try to find Carlos or you can leave Carlos behind and try to find a Yeti yourself. Do you have anything about R.N. Runnell, the director of expeditions and mountain research. Runnell, yeah, there's okay, Runnell. Okay. So yeah, so either you can go to Runnell by yourself, or you can try to find Carlos. And yeah. so that's where the book technically kind of starts. Okay. So Betsy, how about what was your first run through like? Yeah, um, I think it was short actually. Um, the Montgomerys usually tend to. Yeah. And pretty fast. There like, are you run into a wall really fast. Yeah, I, I went through a, like I just eventually I just started counting like how many endings were in this, and there's a lot of ending. Like half these pages, I think, are the end uh, when you get through them, which is really fascinating. It says 28 endings on mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is at least compared to the originals, it's shorter or less endings than. Usually, like there was like thirty-five, like thirty-six. Mm -hmm. There's like way too many endings in the original. And like as the series goes on, they they lessen how many endings there are, which is nice because sometimes it just feels like out of left field. They're like, eh, and there was an alien that shot you. You're like, what? So, what was your first run through, Betsy? I think my first run through was. Um, I think I got eaten by a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, which was bizarre. I didn't expect tigers. So, but, um, yeah, an eight foot long tiger finished me. No. Yeah. So yeah, you can uh, when you go to Bernal. He's like, hey, uh, the Yetis are kind of dangerous. How about you just go on this tiger expedition instead? I'm just curious to see what the tiger was about. About <laughs> eating me. So. So you That's went on the tiger it. expedition and the tiger ate about, you? Yeah, I always wonder about like the moral consequences of what you choose. And apparently I'm being punished for not fulfilling the contract of the title of the book. It's not uh, called, <laughs> called the abominable snowman. And if you are attempting <laughs> to tiger yourself off to the side, you will be punished. <laughs> How he, dare you? Yeah. Oh I'm God. sorry. I, I am finished according to this. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. That's that'll get you every time you try <laughs> to do a side quest. Uh uh. Mm -mm. None of that. Not allowed. No. Yeah, you can't do that and then like circle back or anything. It's not. No. Mm -hmm. Side quests, yeah. instant death. If you yeah. try to play it safe, like Peter, usually also instant death. <laughs> the only yeah. way to do it is flip around and find out, like Abby, <laughs> and, and then you flip usually succeed. <laughs> That's how I succeed in life. Flip around and find out. Flip around and find out. So do you want to get to your first run through? Oh, my first run through was epic. Um, my my son is obsessed with um, yetis and stuff. So he was like really excited about this book. And so as I was doing my first run through, I always like take a little like audio note of what I'm doing. And he was okay. like, oh, my God, mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I went after Carlos, right? Because I was like, he's my friend. I'm not going to abandon him because of whatever, I'm not going to meet up with this Ronald guy. So I go after Carlos, we get to the base camp and we can go up or down, right? Go into the glaciers or go down to look for the eddies in the valley. We go up okay. to the glaciers. Mm -hmm. uh, Carlos is just like sitting behind a glacier. 
Okay. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> it's free cell phones. You can't, you know, you can't blame. That, that's fair. Right. And he's like, oh, I got lost. And I'm just like waiting for you. And I was like, oh my God, get up. <laughs> You're just sitting here doing nothing. So we go back to the base camp. Then the next day we're like, we should probably get some gear. So we go down uh, to a shop and there's a Sherpa guide there. And I was like, oh, I like this guy, immediately like this guy. And so I ask him to come along with us and you can decide if you're gonna ask him or not. Mm -hmm. And um, I ask him to come along and he just like starts burning some incense. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> a test. It's a test? Yeah. So it's like, if you, he asks you about the incense and it's like, uh, there's two sticks and like one is magnolia and one is rose. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. And so I can like back out mm -hmm. of like asking him or I can just like pick which one I want. Right. Yes. And so I do mm -hmm. that. And, and you like, automatically pick the right one. I automatically pick the right one. And then he's like, okay, I'll come with you. You're my master now. And I'm like, uh, I don't, that's a little yeah, uncomfy. Yeah, don't use that word. <laughs> that's not, that's not that like, word. That was not good. That. That's a little weird. But anyway, then he comes along with us and we're like sitting around and, oh no, we have to decide, are we going to go to Annapurna or are we going to go to Everest? And I decide we're going to go to Annapurna because it's less, it's less explored or whatever. We go there and we're camping out and I'm like, there is this like light up in the mountain and it's shining. I'm sure it's somebody who is in need of help. And so, yes. So you can either. <laughs> so you can go and investigate mm -hmm. it or you can send your Sherpa guide back down. What is his name to, again? Yeah, to get like a helicopter. Yeah, to get a helicopter. And so I'm like, no, let's go. They could be in need of help right away. If we can get a helicopter, they could be dead by the time we get back. <laughs> so. I think his name is Sardar. Sardar? I don't remember. I can't remember. But we go and hike over there. It takes us like all night and into the next day. And we get there and guess what we stumble across? Oh, baby. It is 11 yetis dancing around yes. the fire. <laughs> In the back of my book. See, I have that. I have, uh, I have four dancing yeti. See? Exactly. I I saw it and I took pictures and notes. So not only did I find my best friend Carlos, um, I found a bunch of dancing yetis celebrating the end of monsoon season. I, I love how that one ends. So it says months later in Paris, France, at the International Explorers Con Conference, you and Carlos are given the highest award for your work. What? Success is both exciting and lonely. What? Good Mine luck. didn't end that way. Oh. Mine ended with me just taking notes and it says, hey, you proved the Yetis exist. Oh, yeah. My, I like this ends. one better. Success is <laughs> So one night you go, it could get dark after that. <laughs> Success oh is both exciting and lonely, Abby. I don't have a better ending like that. Mine is just happy. Huh. I'm surprised they <laughs> added that because it feels like a very first draft Montgomery, like, thought mm. and quotes like he, he always seems like he's like no that's what i wanted to tell the kids <laughs> that's what i really wanted to say success will make you alone children yeah <laughs> oh. that's his real message for the kids <laughs> don't do good in life or you're gonna regret it kids don't ever be a success oh my God. you're alone at the top it's a long way down all right but I ain't back, kids yeah. he's trying to tell us how much he misses his friendship with Packard through Aww. that one line. It's all, it's all, you gotta read between the lines, but it's all there. It's all there. Oh my God. All back to the text. It's so Thanks. sad. So I had the best first run through I think I ever had. Ooh. So I don't go for Carlos. I go right for Vernal. Of course. Huh. Um, so You're like, Vernal, I want to go to a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Vernal is like a bureaucrat in the area. And Vernal is like, hey, uh, you know, don't look for Yetis, look for these tigers instead. I think, Betsy, that's where you... Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got tempted by tigers. I'm sorry, so... there were tigers. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm supposed to say no to tigers. That's fair. That's that fair. makes sense. Um, tigers so... are cool in, in her defense, Peter. So. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> tigers are cool. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yeah. no, Renal, I'm here for Yetis. And he's like, well, fine, but can I come too? And I was like, well, fine, you, you can come too. And then you're 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 hiking up with a bunch of people, and Renal is like, "Hey, I there's the reason I'm here is because I know the secret of the Yetis. Do you want to come? Do 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 you keep, do you want to keep going? And you can turn back, but I keep going. And then so you go to this like monk 
sanctuary mm -hmm. and they're kind of like the guardians of the the yeti and so once again one of the monks is like hey you don't have to do this if you don't want to if you don't want the secrets <laughs> of the yetis turn back now mm -hmm. and i'm like hey i'm here for i'm here for some yetis i turned away tigers you know I, this is I'm, I'm all in or nothing mm -hmm. and then so you know you accept the secret knowledge and then so the monk basically like opens up a door and there's like a Yeti like right there. His name is Zodak. Okay. And then so Zodak takes you outside and you start flying with the Yeti. Ooh. You start like, flying with Zodak. Well, and there's a wonderful picture with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Where you're like floating off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I don't know Yeti flying do. Yeti part. So yeah, you're flying with your Yeti friend. Mm -hmm. um, like, all of a sudden he like disappears and he's like, well, where's Zodak, my friend? You end up in Shangri-La. Yeah. Which that makes sense. Business, no, Shangri-La is kind of like this made up place. It's kind of like a paradise. Uh, it was a movie. Mm -hmm. And a poem. It mm -hmm. wasn't like a book first. Uh, oh yeah, movies. it was, yeah. Yeah, it was um, made up by some guy named Old Shangri La. It's called something else. What's the movie book called? Oh, <laughs> are you thinking of Xanadu? <laughs> no, that would be awesome. No. So it was. It's a made-up place, like from the '30s. It's, it's not even that old, but it's kind of like an Atlantis, like a, a mythical location. So you end up in Shangri La. Brigadoon. Brigadoon. Yes, it's basically Brigadoon. Um, so then Zodak reappears, and all of a sudden he becomes you. So the Yeti transforms into you and you're looking at yourself. Oh my gosh. And then so you just hang out in Shangri-La and then Montgomery's like, hey, do you want to go back? Go back to the real world? And it's not an option. You have to go back. Oh. And then so it's it's really odd the, the way he, he phrases it. Yeah, I saw um, Lost Horizon, by the way, was the 30s movie, Lost Horizon. Oh, okay, very nice. Cool. I knew it wasn't called Shangri-La. So, yeah. And then so, uh, so yeah, you, you have to go back to the real world. And uh, so uh, this is how Montgomery phrases it. One last chance. Is that it? Is that what you want? Okay, you're on. Again, very Montgomery wordy, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. trying to be hip, <laughs> I feel. All right, baby, you're on. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but again, it wasn't a choice. Like, I didn't choose to leave. He's making me leave. So out of the valley of Shangri-La and back to the real world. Is it different? Can you do whatever you want? Can you fulfill your dreams? Can you enjoy your life completely? Or must so you be content within limits? The end. This is such a weird page. That's it was just a page of questions. And I'm like, I don't know the answers to any of these. What? So I think. Was he just musing to himself? I don't there? know. Montgomery tries to do that. Like he tries to like make it kind of 2001 Space Odyssey, trying to make it like philosophical, a little trippy. But. That's not what kids come to these books for. What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you come here for adventure and, uh, you know, see yetis, find yetis. You did get to fly. You in, the, in the defense, you did fly with a yeti. I did but fly you, with a yeti, but... flew with a yeti, so... Which is not it, the weirdest thing that happens in this book. No, it's not. not no, that's, <laughs> that's on the scale of weirdness. That's like a 5.5. Yeah. <laughs> Out of... Ten. Six. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh no. So what other what do what do you think tops the scale of weirdness that oh, might be? Yeah. Oh. Alien cats. Yes. One hundred percent alien so, cats. Have you got the aliens? I did not get alien cats. So that might be alien new. Cats? That's not in here. They have the planet of the seas in the void of the seven moons. You didn't okay. get the planet of no. the seas in the Tell void of the seven moons. What page around that is because what? 78 ish. Oh, yeah. You don't have a bizarre Cinderella pumpkin esque piece? <laughs> no. That's thing. not. So, again, yeah, this might be thing. a big change from the, the re release to you know the, the problem oh, with no, this. Oh, no, I see a planet of the seas. Not Moldidian? enough aliens. Okay. <laughs> I just. They, didn't get they, to always, they always shoehorn aliens into these for, for no reason. Oh so, Betsy, do you want to explain? Please. How did you the get alien here? cats? Please you know, I'm not sure it. how you get to the alien cats. So I, I, this is one of those cases where I was just flipping around and I was like, oh, tell me more about the alien cats. <laughs> oh my God. So there, I, I believe it's because I reverse engineered this one. Okay. So uh, you good. are looking for Carlos mm -hmm. and then 
um, all of a sudden you kind of stumble upon this clearing and from there you find the alien cat. So can you, do you want to explain from there? Yeah, yes, though I just skipped through it all. So yes, you meet these alien cats um, and at first you're a little worried that they're going to be mean, uh, but then they invite you to come with them to the planet of the seeds of the void of the seven moons. You can go or you can not go. Um, I, I chose to go because alien cats yeah. so um you say you'll go and they're like great you're totally gonna have to leave your body behind <laughs> and oh, you're ooh. like what the what the how am i gonna and, cut your uh, tongue <laughs> <laughs> it's okay now you're just a mind uh -huh. um and then you go to the pumpkin shaped mechanical transporter what um which for whatever reason has a bunch of human faces looking out of it uh, Not entirely happy, by the way. Um, uh, even though you left your body behind, somehow they seem to have theirs. I'm not sure what it is. And the then, windows uh, are made out of corpses. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it reminds me of, oh, you remember that old Twilight Zone uh, to serve man, uh, where the aliens are taking people away and they're kind of staring out the window. You whirl away confident that one day you will return wiser and better able to help others in a world where the going is rough, which oh I love God. that phrasing so much. <laughs> <laughs> so oh mild. It's no. like things are terrible on the planet. No, on this planet, yeah, the going's mm -hmm. rough. You know, maybe we can get some alien knowledge to solve God. it all. Was this Montgomery's plan? This is, is this why he always put aliens in his books just in the hope that we'll get alien help to solve all our <laughs> Possibly. Um, yeah, so, and the, the transport is pumpkin-shaped, really, for no reason. So that's if you decide to go with them. If you don't want to go with them, they try to abduct you. Mm -hmm. And right. then you, um, you, you pick up a rock and try to throw it at them. And then, almost on cue, yetis come out of nowhere with spears, and they yeah. murder the alien cats. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> what? And from there, you, like try to communicate uh, with the yetis and like you form a bond and that's it though, right it just yeah, ends that's, it. that's how it ends it's like now you got the yetis <laughs> <laughs> what a wacky adventure <laughs> oh my God. thanks for the murder friends <laughs> yes. i mean what brings a guy and his yeti together <laughs> faster than joint murder <laughs> Of oh alien pets. And I must say, the timing on this is very good because I just saw the Marvels movie last night. Ooh, oh, how was it? It's very good. But if you like alien cats, I do. Wait, let me tell you, that is like wall to wall alien cats, the yeah. movie. So, Dolls. yes, a lot of cats. Yes. That's say. what I'm saying. Like, number one, I don't want to give up my body because how am I going to snuggle with the alien cats? Well, precisely. And number two, hard, like yeah. literally, if you're taking my body and leaving just my mind, like I have anxiety. Babe. Like, <laughs> Leaving my mind is like the that's like leaving me with the worst part about myself. <laughs> that's why I just I listen to podcasts nonstop, so I don't have to think. That's probably why you're listening to this right now. I just want to know where the body is put. I just want it in the safe space. Well, <laughs> I mean, think about it. When people like are unalive in their home and they have like a cat, mm -hmm. if you don't feed your cat, it will start like eating your body will no, my cat eat my eyeballs correct yes man <laughs> well those are all alien cats and you, you yeah. go off to they're metal. And they, they don't num num you there's stuff <laughs> on the internet about it num 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 <laughs> i think i'm cutting this out nope <laughs> <laughs> but that even that i would say is not the weirdest thing in this book no. um because i'm going to propose that the unicorn uh, yeah Yeti that's the weirdest one <laughs> me the strangest uh, I agree. That was my weirdest. I don't think the unicorns get explained. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, um, so that was an ending that I got to where mm -hmm. it was like, okay, you're trying to find Carlos. He's missing. And you get up to this point in the mountains and uh, you can keep going or turn back. You keep it's like there's yetis who are kind of leading you along mm -hmm. and you're trying to follow them because you know that they have carlos and it's like at a point where it's like you can go through this door or you can not go through the door and it's like of course i'm gonna go through the door why would i not go through the door why would i go around the side like a weirdo so you go through the door and it's like it's like goes into um hollow earth essentially <laughs> 
which is a very Godzilla concept. And there's like a little boy in there. And he's like, hey, we've been waiting for you. Carlos is in here with all the yetis and stuff. And then you go down there and it's like, um, Carlos is with these yetis who like morph into unicorns and then morph into Buddhas and then morph back into yetis and then morph back into unicorns. <laughs> like they're every mythical creature uh, ever. Trippy, trippy. Yeah. Because that's, uh, then Carlos is there and he's like, hey buddy, what's up? You've reached heaven on earth. Congrats. Yeah, Carlos is just there. Yeah, he's yeah, just he's there. Just, he's mm -hmm. like, I got here too. Yeah. You reached it through trials and tribulations. They just took me here. <laughs> but again, that's a very Montgomery thing where it's like, <laughs> sometimes you just luck into uh -huh. the solution and other times like you just you really have to like work towards yeah. it. Mm -hmm. That was a weird one. But again, what is Montgomery trying to say with that? Where like... That earth is hollow and that there are <laughs> mythical creatures in the middle of it. <laughs> but all History mythical creatures well. are the same though. I mean, Godzilla. the earth, right? So yeah. Oh, fair enough. But I don't like the, I guess the the idea that all mythical creatures are just one being. Well, they're not one being. There's a lot of them, but they but morph the, into different stuff. Right, but then they're all one central thing. Sure. Though. So because it seems like you're kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, appropriating different. Oh yeah. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, especially the Buddha is one of the things that they're, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Unicorns and Yeti and Buddha. It's oh, like, oh, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Right. Nope. Mythical creature, mythical creature. Yeah, Religion that, figure. That, mm -hmm. Squidgy territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's like the the thing about these ones that I'm just like oh. sometimes they get into territory where you're like oh honey no just stick stick with white people stuff it's okay for some reason the Packard ones don't usually run into those problems every once in a while it does mm -hmm. but the Packard ones age pretty decently considering they're in the 80s like well, I think and the Montgomerys don't. He really tries to just go just super weird with them a lot mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah, so like, you, you get the feeling it's like two in the morning and he's just trying to finish a book and he's just <laughs> aliens, I don't know, <laughs> unicorns, put it all in there, put it yeah. all in there. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I don't know. Well, and also I, I feel like from the author bio, Montgomery liked to, to travel a lot. So I think like mm -hmm. he he was he was a world traveler. I, I believe he, he visited this region at, at some point. Um, so I think... He thought he, he was meant, a worldly man. Yes. Well, I think he meant it as appreciation, but it, often it comes up as appropriation. Well, yeah. he does. He does attempt to teach. I mean, yes. he has like some actual facts in here, which mm -hmm. is, like, you know, the Himalayas form a great natural wall between India and China. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he does try to do some stuff. Yeah. And there's I, the different elevations he talks about. Right. Yeah. But, you know. I get the distinct impression that he was a huge Indiana Jones fan. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like 100%. So a million he was percent. trying to extend that brand in his own way. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There actually, there was an offshoot of the Choose Your Adventure uh, uh, books where they did both Star Wars and they did um, Indiana Jones licensed mm -hmm. Choose Your Adventure books. Yes. So at some point we might have to do those. Those might be harder to track down, but. Oh, mm -hmm. I will track them down. <laughs> But you have to track it down like Indiana Jones style, where like you you have to like swap the idol. Oh yeah, <laughs> you have to switch out a an Indiana Jones choose your own adventure with I don't know some cheap paperback that you've you know. So. Yeah, it'll be like a a Hardy Boys exactly. <laughs> that I'll just like. <laughs> or it'd be like Garfield Volume Thirty Three. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. That's much better. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a far side comic book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The weight ratio has to be the same. Mm -hmm. Well, then let's just get to choose your own ending. So we, for this oh, part, yeah. we talk about just some of our favorite weird deaths. We already talked about a, a bunch because there were some very odd deaths. But yeah. did you pick anything, choose um, anything that we didn't talk about yet? I, they, I have uh, two. So this is a struggle for me. One um, was when I go to try to find Carlos. Um, if you go up into the, you know, glaciers, you find him. But if you don't, if you go down into the valley, you find like an old woman and you can talk to her. 
and you can she tells you to either like carlos said to wait at the base camp mm-hmm. and or she says that hey carlos went off with a yeti yes mm-hmm. she said and she basically says your friend went off the yeti so <laughs> and you haven't seen a yeti at this point no yet. so you can either obey her message and climb back up to the base camp or you can ignore her and go look for carlos i for i the first time through i was like i'm ignoring her i'm gonna go look for my friend <laughs> Like, that's one of the things that I came here to do is find Carlos. So I did. I flipped to page 14 and I was immediately like, okay, I'm going down this trail. I'm going to find my bro. And the very next page that you flip to, there are two, three yetis (laughs) aiming a cannon at you. And (laughs) you're like, what? You turn the curve in the path. They're aiming an ancient bronze cannon at you. One of them tor- touches a light to the fuse, and that's the last thing you remember. Boom. That's well, good. here's the thing, Abby, because that was my favorite ending too. But for the re-releases, it's they add a part to it. So, what? so same thing. You you meet the old woman, and she you know she tells you about Carlos, yeah. and she went off with the yeti. So same thing. You can run into the bronze cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it doesn't take long. Around one turn, uh, there's a band of creatures that can only be Yeti. They're aiming an ancient brown candy at you. One of them touches the light of the fuse. And then it keeps going. What? Because it says, that is the last thing you remember until you wake up in your own bed. It must oh. have been that awesome triple decker with mustard, anchovies, and chocolate syrup. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> That like, is such yeah. a I was like, the, the it's all a dream ending? I didn't even yes. know we still did those. No. <laughs> so that was page 32, Betsy. That's, At least yeah. in my my copy. Horrible. Yeah, it is. It's 32. Yeah, and I'm sorry. No human being in the history of the world has ever had a triple-decker. Triple-decker what? Exactly. Like I don't know if it's like a triple-decker sundae or like Like sandwich. the mustard and the anchovies, I'm with you so far. And then he gets the chocolate syrup, and I'm like, now. It's no. like a Scooby Doo. This is some weird cheese. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's you horrible. lost me. You lost me on your stupid. It was all a dream ending. Um, my other horrible ending that I need to mention was when um, you go down to the shop after you find Carlos, and you find go talk to the Sherpa. You can either offer that he comes along with you, or you can say like, "Nah, I'm going to talk to Carlos or whatever." So um, it, he like at one point, like, tries to stab you with a pickaxe. I wonder if I got that. Yeah. And if you, like, then if he tries to stab you with a pickaxe, you, like, get away from him. But then, um, he, he, like, a bunch of other guys come into the store and they're, like, trying to basically, like, get you to smuggle drugs out of the country. What is it? What's the exact wordage for that? Hashish. Oh, okay. Not he points edition. at packages wrapped in brown paper. It's probably hashish, you think. Wow. What an awful position to be in. What do you do now? Become hmm. a <laughs> So am I going to help these men smuggle drugs out of Nepal or not? How does that one end? Well, you have to get Carlos to help you. <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> so... <laughs> You write, you either write the note to Carlos or refuse. Mm -hmm. I wrote a note to Carlos Mm -hmm. because I was like, what the heck is happening? So I wrote the note to Carlos and then you give him the note and you can either, they're like, what does the map mean? And then you're like, oh, they have German accents too, which I'm like, what the heck is going on? So you can make up a weird story about the map. Okay. Or you can insist that you know nothing. So I make up a weird story about the map. Mm-hmm. And the story is insane. It's like, uh, no, I'm I... the prince of a tribe of superior beings from the lost continent of Atlantis. Yeah. And I live um, under the sea. And uh, we're going to a planet. And, the, so... and No, and then you also say the yetis are aliens. And, yeah. Them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And then um, some... Then you're like cut down. Then you pull out your knife, you cut the ropes, and the whole tent falls on him, and you get away. So then, Betsy, what was it for ours then? Because I I didn't read. No, that's what it is. That's how that. No, that's how you get away. I don't know what it was. I don't. The the beginning. Hashish. I don't know what it is they're trying to get you to do, but it's okay. Hashish. It's definitely not drugs. (laughs) That would have stuck out. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything else. Like it was the weirdest insertion of drugs into a children's. choose your own adventure book that's never (laughs) happened before no and that's why i was like i gotta talk about the drugs (laughs) what the heck 
Why are we talking oh, about oh, hash? Oh, I, found, I found it in though. I found the section. So he oh, points okay. to the packages wrapped in brown paper. What's in it? You wonder. This is an awful position to be in. So you don't speculate oh. what's in the brown paper packages. Okay. So they kept it. They just didn't yeah. specify what it was. Exactly. Okay. Didn't say. They hash. also kept the illustration, or I guess they added an illustration of a man with a gun pointed at you, which I don't Oof. think they would necessarily do today. But uh, yeah, back in two thousand and six, a okay. You just didn't have drugs in yours. I got the nasty version. <laughs> I got the dirty version. You did. 1982, baby. Ten-year-olds get to learn about drugs. At Sheesh, specifically, which is kind of horrible. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. my. So, Betty, did you have a favorite death? <laughs> I don't know. I, just like any of the, I like discussed? any of the endings where you get to see Yeti, generally. Mm -hmm. um, there are two in particular. Um... They keep the illustrator that they got for the newer edition really liked giving Yeti eyelashes. Was just one hundred percent on board. Like that's just a lovely, a lovely Yeti right there. Yas girl. Yes, just it doesn't call it a, a little bit of a, a he or a she, but I I can assume. And uh, in this one, it just says we don't want anything to do with you and breaks your pickaxe. In the other mm. one, you're grabbed by a bunch of Yeti, um, and then it hints that it's going to be kind of like a weird like zoo like situation for the like well thank you for coming here we thought it'd be nice to study you and it would have oh. been hard for us to travel to your country and i'm assuming this is going to be the ending where like you're studied by in a zoo by the yeti for the rest of your yeah. life you know no they just walk off <laughs> <laughs> and then you didn't get a picture and oh, um, you vow to continue your search for life for your search for life forms in the remote regions of our planet Boop, 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 boop. So, oh, yeah, no. not the most long <laughs> But I do like that you get to see Yetis in both of those. So, so yeah, there was a lot of Yetis in this, but it yeah. just wasn't a whole lot of adventure. Yeah. I see, feel. none of my no, Yetis. No, are no, no, it's not a lot of. There's no. Is there? Is there a single avalanche? There is one. Yeah. Okay, but it's very anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> I had an avalanche, but it, yeah. Because it was like you, it, it happens. Boring. And then, like, but you automatically are fine. It's, it, the wordage even is like miraculously, you're fine. Yeah. And the so avalanche is the snow version of quicksand. You have to have a big scene <laughs> yeah. to go with it. But I know you have to be buried alive. Avalanches are the quicksand of snow. Yeah, it's a quicksand. <laughs> is what Betsy, a direct Betsy Bird quote. <laughs> That's the uh, taken away from this entire podcast. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so yeah, there's there's only one avalanche, but it's not a it's not really a choice. It just happens to you, and it's fine. There's also one like <laughs> there's also one like cave in um, possibility where like oh, the yetis like cave you in. That wasn't a possible ending, but um, yeah, that was just you're kind not of chasing a snow ending. leopard. You're not. No. Like, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities here, but yeah, could have been an angry yak. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, at one point, like, off the side there of is like a oxen in the <laughs> oh, yeah. area, but its horns get ripped off by a yeti. Oh, I don't know. Right. And then they use them to like point you down the path. Oh, I know that. Oh. Yeah, like breadcrumbs. <laughs> the grossest breadcrumbs in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Little bloody breadcrumbs. <sighs> Well, thanks for coming on today, Betsy. Well, thanks um, for having me. This was a blast. I really let's talk it. about uh, some of your projects. So, Fusion Aid yeah. Cakes is an amazing podcast. I describe it to a lot of my coworkers as "How did this get made for children's books?" <laughs> it's so funny. It's, uh, you do such a good job with it. So, do you want to explain uh, the show to anyone that doesn't know? Oh, sure. Uh, the entire premise of the show is that I know way too much about children's books, and my sister knows nothing about them. Uh, so when she moved back to the Chicago area, I said, hey, let's do a podcast where we look at a picture book and it's a relatively well-known, you know, maybe maybe a little more obscure sometimes, maybe more famous other times, but I'll give it to her and it'll be like, this is called Where the Wild Things Are. And she'll be like, let's see if it's any good. And then, <laughs> and then we'll meet back up and then she will say whether or not, you know, what she, what she noticed in her read. And then we will determine if it deserves to be considered a classic or not. Now they have to be at least 20 years old, these books, um, to be even under consideration for classic status. And yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the gist of it. It's a, a very good show. It's just a, a good one, just like a flip around mm -hmm. uh, to like just a, a book that you know, or always mm -hmm. wanted to read. 
Um, yeah, it's always it's always a hoot. Thank I recommend you. it to a lot of Very people. Very kind of you to say. Oh well, sure. I, yeah, I, I genuinely like your show. <laughs> and then also uh, your book that came out two years ago. Was two years it? ago, yeah. Now it's been two years. Long Road to the Circus. Yes, that was my was, first book, right? Yeah, I I loved. I read. I remember reading that. I I loved Aww. it so much. Thank it's, you. It's very much like Mr. Popper's Penguins. Mm-hmm. In my mm-hmm. opinion, kind of like a, like a classic. Uh, le- so definitely flightless birds were involved. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So very good. But yeah. it seems well, like, I, I mean this as a compliment, it feels like a book out of time almost. Like it could have been Thank written you. like in the 50s or 60s and still like, oh, what's the word? Relevant? Re- Thank you. It's still relevant today. Thank you. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. Yeah, so do you want to uh, describe that book really quick? Sure. Um, it's illustrated by David Small. Um, just as a quick background, David Small was my local illustrator when I was a kid. Um, and then it turned out that he was living in the house of this woman that my grandmother's no good uncle would That's visit right. because mm-hmm. an elderly ex-circus performer lived there. And <laughs> would go there. Um, in real life, he went there to figure out how to train farm horses how to do tricks. Um, but in my story... Uh, he's going there to help train. She also did keep, her name was Madame Morantat. She was a real person. And she kept ostriches. Um, and she actually, to this day, has two world records that have never been beaten. One is she still has the high jump record on a horse uh, side saddle. It has never been beaten. And she has the record for being pulled in a cart by a horse and an ostrich, the furthest. Yes. <laughs> no one else has ever figured out how to do that because ostriches are stupid. so um i just took this family story i took the fact that david small lived in her house and i went to him and i was like let's do a book together and he was like "Eh." i was like like, how about a picture book because i did not know apparently every single person who he meets is like here's my madame morantet book for you to do and he's always like "Eh." um but i was the first person to bring up ostriches (laughs) and that was what he liked and i said picture book and he counteracted with novel and i was like all right and so i wrote a novel uh, which he was not expecting ha 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 he did it and called uh, his bluff i called his bluff and i actually liked it which helped and uh yeah we made the book together awesome it's a good read good for kiddos and it's just good for anyone i think Mm -hmm. well thank you uh well yeah well thank you so much for coming on to our very very silly show It's super serious sometimes. (laughs) Oh, sure. I'm sure (laughs) when you have the serious Choose Your Own Adventure books. Well, thanks for choosing us today, everybody. Make sure that you (laughs) like, subscribe us on on the Apple Podcasts. And uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram because Abby's going to post a bunch of photos, I'm sure, from her... from her book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to take some pictures of you guys as Yasified Yetis because <laughs> mine are just, you know, generic mm-hmm. mountain men. And yours are glam. <laughs> you got amazing hair. Yes. I had like a blowout. Mm-hmm. Made a day of it. Right. I mean, treat yourself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, oh boy. Uh, So yeah, thanks for choosing us today, everybody. My name is Peter. I'm a librarian. My name's Abby. I'm also a librarian. And? I'm Betsy Bird. I'm also a librarian. Hey! Hey. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in today, everybody. See you next time. Bye!